0: Welcome to the Double Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wagner. Our guest today is Zoe Bray. She's a portrait painter. Hi, Zoe. Welcome to the studio. Hello, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. Can you tell me a bit about your upbringing and where you grew up? And was there art in your life when you were a child?
1: Yes, there was a lot of art in my life because one of the main reasons is that my mum's also an artist. I was born in France, but my, my mom being an artist and my dad being a Newspaper correspondent, we traveled around a lot, so we didn't stay longer than three to four years in each country in Europe. So, I from France we went to live in Italy, so I learned to speak Italian, then we went to live in Belgium, and then we went to live back in France, and then in Spain, and then to the UK. But yeah, in all these places, well, you know, Europe is kind of full of art given it has a lot of architecture from hundreds of years. In the architecture, there's a lot of art, so walking into churches is something kind of normal, and there it's full of paintings and sculptures. So so yeah, that has been really a part of me growing up.
0: You've told me this before, but would you tell it for the public, the story about how you became an artist and why you came to Nevada, and then how you ended up being a full-time artist?
1: I can't remember what I told you. (laughs) I guess I always wanted to be an artist, but didn't think that was really... Well, I didn't know what kind of training I needed to to be an artist. I I wanted that what was clear to me is that I wanted to be able to draw and paint and manage these materials. But I didn't feel there was a place where I could learn these kinds of things. So I chose to study anthropology. And in Europe, uh, you're lucky in that you can go to university for free, so you don't have to worry about loans and getting indebted and all that. And so that's what I did. I did anthropology as an undergrad and then went on to a master's and a PhD. And for that, for the PhD, I got a scholarship to go to this university in Florence. I was kind of realizing, my gosh, I, I'm i in the most the center of art in Europe, I what am I doing just sitting there in front of the computer? I need to go out and interact more more actively with the art that's around me and, and learn. And I was lucky to stumble upon a old uh, traditional style atelier where you had a, a painter who would teach you precisely these old techniques of how to make your paints and how to just paint and draw from life
0: so you were you were studying anthropology and then studying art on the side at the same time that's right florence? yes so
1: i had a kind of double life for a while so i got my phd and then i started working as an academic and so i would have half the day doing that and then i would whiz down the down the hill on my bike to the center of florence where i would study painting with this in this atelier
0: and then you came to reno to work as an anthropologist right
1: Correct, yes. I moved here in 2011 to teach and research at the Center for Basque Studies at, of UNR.
0: And you paint largely oil paintings, and they're often of Basque people from Nevada or from Europe. Does anthropology still figure in for you when you're painting? Are you seeing your paintings through an anthropologist's lens? I would say so. So yeah, I'm, I'm a portrait
1: painter, and the idea as an anthropologist is to get to know people individuals in in their context, in their social, cultural context, in their environment. It's important to spend time with people to to understand their perspective. And uh, I discovered that the best way to hang out with somebody, to get to know them better, is actually <laughs> doing painting them. So, so that's how I brought my art into my anthropological research. Well, and when I came to Reno, I was fascinated just by the the diversity of the population here and that's been one of my main objectives is to paint this diversity. So I started with the Basque people given I had already this connection through my work at the Centre for Basque Studies. Uh, it's been fascinating to meet Nevada Basques and hear these various stories of immigration, of uh, settling here and making themselves new new identities and what is it to be a hyphenated American?
0: How does it go when you're in the studio with people? Are you like interviewing them or trying to learn about how, you know, who they are? Are you, are you asking them how they want to be portrayed? Or, it must be a lot of decisions to make before you even really know them, right?
1: Right, yeah. It, that's what I love about the naturalistic approach. That's what I call it. It's really working on this together and having. Uh, so, yes, I have certain criteria I need, first of all, well, work with the natural light. So. I, and I need the person not to move too much because I, I need to be able to paint them in a, a specific position and it's going to take time. And then after that, no, it's, it's, we just get comfortable with each other. At the beginning, of course, it's a bit intimidating. No, what I find uh, absolutely lovely is also how it's just a unique thing to be able to do nowadays is to really hang out with somebody without necessarily having to sometimes talk. You can just also feel comfortable in each other's silence.
0: been following your work for a few years, and I've seen pretty consistently oil paintings and these portrait paintings. And then one day in March 2020, (laughs) when the pandemic hit, I started seeing you post comic strip style drawings of your family, all cooped up in the house, trying to live a normal life during the pandemic. Had you always had a hankering to make these looser, faster drawings or or to give the world a glimpse of your family life? Or or was this a situation where you had to suddenly just rethink how to make art because the pandemic was in your face?
1: Both really. I mean, yeah, it's it's something that I've always done, uh, these uh, funny drawings. I have a weekly um, cartoon I have to make for a, a Basque newspaper back in the Basque country, so I do that. I've been doing that for years, and uh, yeah, it's also you know, portraiture. Um, this kind of painting is, in a way, kind of serious. You know, it's, it has a whole traditional legacy, and it's kind of intellectual. And then I, I, you kind of need to loosen up and have fun in other ways at other moments. So I've always done it, but definitely for me, the whole awfulness of the pandemic lockdown had this this silver lining which was okay now I have to for a start I can't continue pursuing portrait commissions because I can't ask people to pose for me so so yeah I got into into these drawings and yeah you know making yourself see the funny side of things and I mean I've been blessed to to have a, a home and a, an okay situation and a lovely partner and and kids and so let's just depict this. And yes, then I discovered Instagram and how you could <laughs> share that through, through that medium. And uh, yeah, and so the, the during 2020 also was an opportunity. I'd always fantasize about writing my own uh, kid's story and illustrating it. So I started doing that.
0: Would you pick one or two of your favorite images from this series and just describe what they look like? One of them, I guess, is
1: what, at, at the beginning when uh, Christian, my my partner, had to start working from home and so we had to find a place for him in the house where he could uh, work uh, in, in peace so that's when I had to forsake what was my studio and at the beginning actually he was in one of the kids room and so one of the drawings I did at the beginning of the lockdown was just Christian just working it was amazing concentrating on his little laptop and doing his job and then having two kids bouncing up and down on the on the bed around him or climbing on his back. And and then me also trying to continue my normal life painting. So I was also there with my easel and, and canvas and trying to focus on my painting.
0: I remember that one. Like, it looked like your home life was so lovely and sweet. And also, like, everyone was very cooped up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I And I just love those drawings, especially the ones where you reveal that raising children involves a lot of moments where... You have to confront adult hypocrisy. In one drawing, your kids are listening to Donald Trump on the radio and they're saying something like, hey, we've been taught that that's not a nice thing to say. And then there are other ones where they're noticing that the manners they've been taught are being contradicted by right. what they're seeing in the world. How did you decide to take on that part?
1: And it's, it's funny that it still happens. I mean, just, you know, walking in the street and there's a big uh, sign that says... F U Biden, whatever,
0: and are right, the and are saying, "Mama, isn't that a bad word?" Yeah. how how is it that someone said that? Yeah. And they're they're little, right? They're like five, six, seven, eight age. Six and eight, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, um, that's a, that's the great thing about art is that you can sometimes make comments without actually making them. I mean, just write, just drawing that scene of my child pointing, showing me pointing at the F U Biden sign. And, uh, and me with a kind of like a uncomfortable expression, I think, says it all,
0: you know. Let's talk about your current exhibition. It's called Face to Face Contemporary Portraits. It's at the Carson City Courthouse. What can people expect to see in that show? So this is a show of just
1: portraits, so when you'll walk in, first of all, I have to say that the, this space, I think, is absolutely fantastic. I love exhibiting public spaces.
0: Yeah, let's let's tell people about it. It's a gallery space that's on the second floor of the courthouse in Carson City. It
1: has a high ceiling, so there's lots of natural light coming in. Yeah, it's inviting, and, and I love also that it's a place where people, you know, don't go to see art, but happen to see it, and, you know, hopefully might kind of get them to pause in their maybe busy schedule I know that often you go to this place for rather stressful reasons and uh, and so they can just uh, pause and see some some paintings and these are portraits from different periods in my life from when I was still in Italy and producing my first works to the more recent ones. One of them painted during the pandemic this year. Is there anything else
0: that you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd like to mention that I, I was uh, really pleased to get a, a grant, a small grant from the Nevada Arts Council American Recovery Project grant to produce what I call a fun guide. This is something that I like to do whenever possible. When I'm exhibiting is to encourage more engaging with, with the artwork. And often, often thinking just that many people maybe don't know how to look at an artwork or need a bit of help or guidance, or just make the whole experience of looking at art not intimidating, make it fun. So I've got I've produced this fun guide which is for kids and and adults where they have to kind of do a little treasure hunt to look for certain things in the paintings, or or oh, I explain a little bit about why I did this in this way, and just get them more. Um information to be able to look at the work, look at it closely, look at it from far away and make comparisons.
0: I like the way you've you've broken paintings down in these guides. You've you've asked people to look at eyes, think about eyes and how they work. Look at hands and think about how that works. Right, right, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, another thing I'd like to point out is just how um, through this exhibit, I, I've got to also reflect a bit about how my way of painting has changed being here and how that's really an important part of also how you process painting. The the context where you are makes uh, plays an important role and I, I've noticed that the portraits that I've been painting here in Nevada have a kind of looseness about them and whereas the older paintings from my time in Europe are, are kind of tighter and in a way more more academic. My explanation for this, at least that's how I'm analyzing it, is just that in Europe, you know, it's, it's great that you have all this history, um, you know, um, academic history, to be more specific. And and so that can weigh down on you. And, you know, you have to kind of engage in that. And, and coming here, there's a certain freedom, the fact that we're in in such an amazing natural environment and the wilderness that's around and and the importance of engaging that has been really strong for me. This year, painting portraits has been quite a challenge. Uh, It's been difficult to find, to be able to paint people from life, but uh, it's made me think more about the importance also of painting our natural environment, which we need to learn to value and connect with
0: way more. Zoe, thank you so much for joining me in the studio. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. You've been listening to episode 18 of the Double Scoop podcast. Today's guest has been Zoe Bray, a painter who grew up in France, England, Italy, and Spain, and now lives in Reno. Her current exhibition, Face to Face Contemporary Portraits, is at the Courthouse Gallery in the Carson City Courthouse through February 10th. You can pick up a copy of Zoe's fun guide in the gallery in English or Spanish. To see more of Zoe's paintings, follow her on Instagram at Zoe Bray Art. To see her weekly Basque newspaper comic and her drawings of family life during the pandemic, follow her at Z Bray Illustrations. That's Z-B-R-A-Y Illustrations. The Double Scoop podcast is recorded at KWNK 97.7 FM Reno Community Radio. Our theme music is a clip from the song Who Am I by Reno singer-songwriter Greg Gilmore. This episode received support from the Nevada Arts Council and the National Endowment for the Arts. You can listen to the Double Scoop podcast on KWNK 97.7 FM in Reno, Sunday mornings at 8. You can also listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or on our website at doublescoop.art. I'm Chris Wagner. Thanks for listening.